This is a download from Wireless Theatre Kids and is suitable for children aged 5 to 7 and for children at Key Stage 1. Rumpelstiltskin from Wireless Theatre Kids. A long time ago, the world was a little different to how it is today. The lands were divided into kingdoms, each ruled by kings and queens, and most of them ruled with great wisdom. In each kingdom, everyone had their jobs and everyone worked to help keep their land safe and happy. The farmers would farm the food, the blacksmiths would shoe the horses, the knights would keep the peace. In this kingdom, here in the east, everyone was happy. Well, nearly everyone. Because there was one man, the baker, who was miserable. He had a beautiful daughter whom everybody loved. Everyone would wave hello at him, and his bread was one of the popular food people ate throughout the entire kingdom. But despite all this, he felt that people didn't like him enough. Oh, don't they know how hard I work to make the bread? It's me that keeps everyone happy and fed, he said. The baker had decided he wanted the king himself to be his closest friend. At first, the baker tried to dress in brighter, fancier clothes and even bought expensive jewellery for his daughter so they would look like lords and ladies of this land and stand out from the crowds. Ooh! This will make everyone in this land see me. So handsome, well-dressed. I look so pretty. And indeed, the lords and ladies took notice. But the king did not. Then the baker tried to make his bread even tastier, so people would tell the king to eat it. This bread will make the mouth of the king himself water. He will demand an audience with myself and my daughter. Word of his tasty bread soon spread. Now knights and maidens all came around to his bakery, demanding to buy a loaf or two. The baker was now richer than ever, yet there was still no sign of the king. Miserably, he said, What will it take for his majesty to become my friend? He must want to be my best mate after this, in the end. It was then he had a thought. If he could tell one little white lie about his daughter to get the king's attention, well, that wouldn't matter, would it? So the baker hatched a new plan, that he waited for the day when the lords and ladies from the royal court came into his shop to buy their bread. Oh, my lord, how are you doing? Me? Very well, if the truth be told. See, my daughter has learnt a very special skill, spinning straw into gold. This wasn't true. The baker's daughter was very beautiful, very honest, and very good at spinning cotton and thread. But he knew, like we all do, it was impossible to spin straw into gold. However... The rumours and stories quickly spread, and finally the king came to hear of this tale. Fetch the baker and his daughter. Bring them straight here. 
We must learn of them both to make sure this is true and clear. The baker and his daughter were called for and brought in front of His Majesty. He was a handsome young king, but sometimes he could be a little mean to his people, especially those he thought were lying to him. But the baker could not believe his luck. At last, here he was with the king. His daughter, while gracious to his majesty, was very confused. Why were they here? The king boomed across his court. You've stories about your daughter spinning hay into gold. If you've lied, I will execute you for the tale you have told. (gasps) Suddenly, both the baker and his daughter were frightened. If he told the king the truth, he would be killed. And worse, if she admitted to her father's lie, then eventually they both would get found out. The baker realised it had been a big mistake to tell lies to impress someone else, especially someone as powerful as his king. There was only one thing to do. The baker's daughter stepped up to the king and said to save her father, Your Majesty, what my father says is indeed true. I can spin and make gold from straw, and hay too. The king looked at her suspiciously. Very well. I will now lock you into the tower for three days and a night. If you have not made it all into gold, never again will you see daylight. The daughter was taken to the tower and locked in a dark room with a large wooden spinning wheel. She was given three bundles, two of hay, one of straw, along with some food and water. Rats scurried about on the cold floor made of stone. On the first day, and late into that night, the baker's daughter spun the straw. She spun it backwards, she spun it forwards, she spun it sideways. Try as she might, it just would not turn into gold. On the second day, and late into that night, she spun the hay and tried and tried again. She spun upside, she spun downside. She spun it inside and outside. It still would not turn into gold. Try as she might, it would not change, because it was impossible. On the third day, the baker's daughter just (laughs) cried and cried and cried. She'd done her best, but she knew in the morning her father would be executed. And she would be left in prison forever. And as she sobbed and wailed from the tower, someone heard her. Well, I I say someone. It wasn't a person as you or I would call them. It was a small, ugly, magical creature. Uh, You would call it a goblin with black, beady eyes, rotten teeth and very bad breath. He was nasty indeed, and that wasn't the worst of it, because this little goblin also liked to make rather loud, smelly bottom burps. (laughs) On hearing the baker's daughter, he magicked himself into the tower. His sudden appearance in a puff of brown smoke gave the baker's daughter quite a horrible fright. In his deep, disgusting voice, he said... (laughs) Hello there, my pretty, pretty. What's making you cry so? Is there anything little me can do to stop you feeling so low? The baker's daughter told him the whole sorry story, even if she did have to hold her nose while doing it. After she finished, 
the little goblin looked at the bundles of straw and hay. He smiled, flashing his disgusting, decaying teeth. Three bundles, my pretty, to turn into gold. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. But for the right price, I can make one bundle of gold appear. Confused for a moment, the baker's daughter thought about this. Could she trust this strange little goblin? Straw into gold? It's impossible. But what choice did she have? She told him, I have very little to pay you with. Maybe this diamond necklace? My father gave it to me. Take it. Help me. Please don't be heartless. The goblin took the necklace and in return he was true to his word and spun the first bundle of hay into gold. The baker's daughter looked on amazed. It was the most beautiful, bright, pure gold she'd ever seen. But she knew this would not be enough for the king and there was still two bundles left. She turned to the smelly little troll. Please, if you spin the other bundles into gold, you can have this ring. It's the only way to save my father. Help me, please. I'm begging. The goblin took the ring, all shiny and bright, and spun the second bundle of hay into gold. The tower started to shine bright yellow with all the gold, especially now the sun had begun to rise. It was morning. The king would be here soon. But then the nasty little goblin stopped and grinned an evil grin. <laughs> Sorry, my pretty, that ring is not enough for me. If you want me to spin the last bundle, <laughs> number three. The baker's daughter cried. She knew all three bundles had to be turned into gold. But she had nothing left to give the goblin. He stared at her with his cold eyes, started to laugh, and said, <laughs> Well, pretty, time's nearly up for you. We've nothing to pay. I promise we'll be fine. Your final price will be when born, your first child will be mine. She could hear the king and his royal party riding towards the tower. Upset, frightened, and in a panic, she agreed to the nasty little goblin's demand. And then, before her eyes, he spun the last straw bundle into gold. There was not one piece of hay or straw left anywhere in the tower. As the king unlocked the door, the goblin let off one last big, nasty blow-off, disappearing in a puff of brown smoke, with his final words drifting across the now very smelly air. Farewell, my pretty, pretty. And he was gone. The king was so impressed by the baker's daughter, he immediately apologised for doubting her and invited her to dinner at his royal court. His majesty promised her that he would never again demand that she made gold from hay or straw. The baker, now ashamed of his selfishness, was forgiven by his daughter and promised her that he would lead an honest life, never lying to anyone again. It was during this meal when the king was suddenly struck by her beauty and asked the baker's daughter to marry him and become his wife. Surprised, shocked and delighted, she agreed and the following summer she became the new queen of her land. Hooray! 
After some years of happy marriage, the Queen forgot about that night with the nasty little goblin in the tower. And then, on one very sunny and bright day, the King announced to the royal court that the Queen was expecting a baby, their first child. A cheer went up across the kingdom. Hip, hip! That night, the queen prepared for bed. She brushed her hair in a large mirror and was singing happily to herself when suddenly an ugly little face started to appear with a nasty smile. Two little cold, beady eyes stared out at her. The queen looked behind her and there was no one in the room. Just the frightening, grinning face hung in the mirror. The goblin had returned. Hello, my pretty. So pleased to hear about your baby. I hope you haven't forgotten our deal, my lady. And with that, the face of the horrible little goblin disappeared once more. The queen remembered what she'd done, and with every passing day she grew more and more sad, until she couldn't keep her secret any more. She called for the king and told him everything, about her father's lie about how she could not spin gold from hay and straw, about the deal with the goblin and the terrible price she would now have to pay. Over the years, time with the queen had made the young king more forgiving, kinder and wiser. He realised what the goblin had done, how it had tricked her. The king promised the queen that he would protect the child. They could do no more than wait for the goblin to return to claim his prize. Months passed, and no more was heard of the goblin. Soon it was time for the baby to be born, and both the king and queen grew more nervous. Then, again, one night, in that very same mirror where he'd first appeared to the queen, that hideous face formed once more. The queen called for the king to come at once. As he ran into the room, the goblin just smiled, his mouth full of his horrible, rotten, brown and yellow and green teeth. My pretty, pretty, in three days you'll have your first baby boy. It's true. And you'll have to give it to me. Oh, <laughs> something nasty will happen to you. <laughs> as quick as a flash, the king had an idea. Three days, you say? Let me challenge you then, you nasty troll. Give me the chance to protect my son... Tell me how to save his soul. <clears throat> I'm a goblin, actually. How dare the king call him a troll? Despite his anger, the goblin could not resist a challenge. He loved to play nasty games with people. Licking his dry, cracked lips with his slimy green tongue, he thought about the king's request and finally said... Three days and three chances. Here's a fair game. Three attempts I will give you to guess my name. And he disappeared from the mirror once more. The king knew this was impossible. To guess the goblin's name from so many choices. What was he going to do? He called the entire royal court together. They all agreed to one desperate plan to send out the royal knights, searching the land for stories about this ugly little creature, anyone who might know his name, while the wisest lords and ladies would present the king with the best ideas as to what his name might be. 
On the first night in the royal court, the king and queen waited nervously, and as the moon rose to its highest point in the night sky, there was a nasty sound and a puff of brown smoke. Holding his nose, the king approached the goblin and said, Little goblin, I named you Brian... <laughs> Wrong! The wicked creature screamed and laughed, and the goblin let out a great big blow-off and vanished. There was no news from the knights. Maybe tomorrow they would bring the king and queen news. Then came the second night in the royal court, and again, as the moon rose high in the sky, the evil little goblin appeared in his puff of brown smoke. Despite the nasty stink, the king stepped forward and said, Little goblin, I name you Geoffrey. <laughs> Wrong. The wicked creature screamed and laughed, and the goblin let out a great big blow-off and vanished. There was still no news from the knights, and with it, no hope. Tomorrow, the goblin would give the king one last chance, and if he failed, he would take the newborn baby. Except this time, something strange happened. In a far-off corner of the kingdom, one of the royal knights was resting in the haunted forest. No one dared to visit it because of the stories. Nasty goblins, trolls and witches, spooky ghosts, ghouls, and monsters. But this was a very brave knight who was prepared to risk his life for his king and queen. As he sat there quietly, all alone in the dark, with just the moon lighting the forest, he heard a really loud noise. Like someone had done the biggest blow-off in the world. And an evil little voice laughing away, singing to himself. <laughs> I bake, I brew and stew. Tomorrow, <laughs> the Queen's child comes in. Oh, I'm glad that nobody knows that my name is Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> and with that, the goblin lit his fire, placed on it a heavy iron cauldron and filled it with water. As the water began to boil in the cauldron, he dropped rotten onions, then mouldy carrots, then green potatoes, licking his nasty cracked lips and rubbing his belly. The knight ran out of the forest as fast as his legs would carry him, for he knew that to return to the royal court would take a whole day. Would he make it in time? In the royal court, the goblin's words were proved to be true. The queen gave birth to a healthy baby boy, a new prince for the kingdom. He was fair and handsome and looked as beautiful as both his mother and father. But as night fell and the moon began to rise once more, the queen grew more frightened, the king terrified. They only had one more chance to save their son, but no hope of guessing the goblin's name. The queen could only cling more tightly to her new child, knowing that soon she would never see him again. Eventually the moon reached as high as it could. There was a puff of brown smoke and a disgusting smell in the air. The queen was crying. The king stepped forward and tried to look brave and calm to the nasty little goblin, but deep down he was scared. 
There was no chance for the prince now. The goblin licked his lips and smiled once more. And then, just as the king was about to speak, something extraordinary happened. The doors of the royal court burst open and the brave knight, exhausted and out of breath, ran into the chamber and, using the very last of his breath, cried out, I, I name you Rumpelstiltskin. This time there was no nasty little noises or laughter, no little evil grin from the goblin. There was a stunned silence. And then, suddenly, the goblin cried out, screaming in pain. His whole body began to twist and turn, bend and break. Brown smoke started to cover his entire body. He was starting to fade. And, as he began to vanish, he cried out one last time. No, no, I cannot be named. I cannot be known herein. No, no, my pretties. This is not the end of Rumpel Stiltskin. And with one big, enormous final puff of smoke and gas, he disappeared once and for all. The king and queen lived happily ever after and had many beautiful children and grew old together, every day very much in love. The brave knight who saved the baby prince became a hero to all the people of the kingdom. The baker, ashamed of the trouble he had caused every day of his life, having seen the price of his lies, stuck to his promise of never lying to anyone ever again. And... As for Rumpelstiltskin, he was never heard of again, at least not in this kingdom. So beware, and remember his name, for he could be outside your house or in your mirror waiting for you. If you start bragging and lying to your friends, that nasty, smelly, ugly little goblin might come for you. Rumpelstiltskin featured the voices of Grace Bishop, Tom George and Stephen Critchlow. This wireless theatre kids production was engineered by Carlo Ziccarelli at Borough Studios London. It was directed by Jack Bowman and produced by Saskia Willis. This was a download from Wireless Theatre Kids. For more children's audio downloads, please visit www.wirelesstheatrekids.co.uk at Heritage Bank, we're working to strengthen communities by helping businesses stay in business. See how we can help yours. Visit heritagebanknw.com all of us or click the ad to learn more. Member FDIC.